Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by our latest obsession, Pain Cakes. Pain Cakes are the revolutionary cold pack that stick to you so you can stick to your routine. Whether you're pounding the pavement as a runner like me or you're tackling the clutter as a professional organizer like Christine, Pain Cakes has got you covered. Pain Cakes comes in three sizes and can be used again and again. We both keep them in our freezers. And when we feel an ache or a pain, you just stick them on your body. You can do it a hundred times. It's all the benefits of using a cold pack, but no downtime. Find pancakes at pain-cakes.com or at thousands of retailers nationwide. Welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast urging you to let it go and don't look back with nationally acclaimed professional organizer, Christine Stone, and self-proclaimed hot damn mess radio and TV personality, Eden Kindle. Welcome, everybody, to Uncluttered and Unfiltered with Eden and Christine. We are polar opposites from each other, but we share a lot of commonalities, one of which is that we both have adult children now, and that is the topic today. Yes. Before we launch into adult children, which is a topic inspired, by the way, by an email when you send us suggestions, it really helps. So this one was from Laura, and Laura said, I have a topic that... um, You guys might want to consider covering at what point do parents of adult children stop paying for certain things? And she goes on explaining her her situation. So we're going to get to that. But I also wanted to address something right out of the chute here because we are days away from the premiere of The Golden Bachelor. Yes. And while we have definitely declared our intention of watching and discussing it a little bit, we also want to make sure you guys who are not at all interested know. Which there are many people that are not interested. This is not going to dominate our podcast. This is just going to be a little addition to something we might- It's going to be funny. It's just going to be for fun. We don't have an expectation that everybody is going to stop not watching The Bachelor just to be a part of this. If you don't watch The Bachelor or you never have, or you get one episode into The Golden Bachelor and you're like, this is not for me- don't worry. This podcast is still for you. We are still your people. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. I'm, I'm sorry. This is going to be hilarious. And I actually had a conversation with a friend today about that whole bachelor phenomenon in that I dislike it because I don't like when the the people who are doing the whole pick me thing are backstabbing each other or they're all kissing the same person and more than that. And to me, it's like ick. So that ick factor is what I'm enjoying about this golden bachelor because now we know these are people old enough to know better. You know, when they're really young and they're doing all of this, I'm like, girl, you're so much better than this show. Yeah. But I think I am interested to see if the cattiness comes even with older women. I'm interested to see um, because I feel like anytime something is on TV, it better be interesting or people aren't watching. So there's got to be something more to bring people in than him just dating 60 something year old women. You know what I mean? And I know that the the production of the show will go for the drama. They'll they'll cut it to the most dramatic parts, but I would love to get from this that there was some sort of wisdom that came with age that these women will say, listen, I'm not going to run her down. I'm not going to take, I'm going to take the high road because been there, done that, or, or I see right through this, or maybe he can see through things. I'm just interested to see where age is shown as a plus, as a positive. Well, his children are involved in it. And I think that's where, I think that's where some of the, 
you know, excitement is going to come in on them giving their opinions, telling what they think. And I don't know. I, I think it's one of those shows that I definitely will watch and then I'll see how each week progresses on how I'm feeling about it. That's why I can't wait to talk about it here. I can't wait either. And, you know, just see. And I'm a hopeless romantic. I don't know if you are, but I am a hopeless Hallmark lifetime romantic. So I believe you can find love at any age. So that's why this appeals to me just to see who, who who he has something in common with still, even though he's in his 70s. So I'll be watching it more from the dumpster fire point of view, <laughs> which is okay too. You can watch from two different points of view. I yes. think in fact, that makes for better conversation. And we promise not to dominate entire episodes of the podcast with that. But we do want you to know that if you want to watch with us, you know, well, I, I'll try to watch it live. I know eight o'clock is late. Well, that's my first complaint. I just want to say to ABC, if you are doing the Golden Bachelor, why does it start at eight? It should be like five o'clock, <laughs> you know, where you're doing like, you know, the, the, what is it? The old plate. Dip, the early bird. Early bird. I couldn't think we of that. Should be watching the early show. bird, you know, specials it, for those people it should start earlier than I think, eight. I think this is going to enjoy a lot of DVRing. I think right. we're going to be watching a it on lot. demand the next day. Yes, I think so too. Eight is kind of late, but the first episode I plan to watch it live so I can at least be on the thread on, yes. our, on our ladies only page. So anyway, uh, on that note, today news broke that very quietly HBO Max has added a BBC reality show to their lineup. Six seasons of this show wow. that's been going on in the UK called Naked Attraction. Let me tell mm. you about this dating game. Before you say, mm, oh. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to watch it. Okay. Unless I, you watch I, it one time just to see if I'm really telling the truth, which okay. I am, because I watched parts of an episode. I didn't, I couldn't sit through the whole thing. So you get these, and now this is all the young people. Okay. This is like, you know, of 30 course. and under. Yes. So here's this host and she's standing there with this young guy, very attractive. And there are these six boxes, you know, game show style, right. lit up neon light. You can't see who's in the box. There are human sized boxes. Right. And she says, all right, let's see the bottom half. They raise up what's kind of like a curtain yeah. and you're seeing full frontal, full frontal bottom half nudity. Cause it starts with a guy and the, it, the same thing's going to happen the second half of the show where it's a girl looking at men and we're talking full on frontal nudity, legs, genitalia, and that's it. And from that, he has a full discussion and has to eliminate one person based just on that. So he eliminates her. The, the, the door comes up. She comes out fully naked, thanks him for his time, gives him a hug. Off she goes. And this goes until the very end. Then they raise it again. And now they're seeing them all the way naked. And uh. then he has to narrow it down to two. He leaves, comes back fully naked. And then they go on their first date after they've completely seen each other fully naked. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm not getting what the point of this show I is. I watched it and I don't get the point. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, what is the point? I mean, listen, they've got to keep raising the bar because soon- Lowering the bar. I mean, lowering the bar. <laughs> sorry, not raising the bar. Because- what more can you do? This would be it, in my opinion. Unless, I mean, unless I mean, they go at it right there. I mean, but, yeah. it's just ridiculous. They keep trying to do shock factor. That's what I think. You know, they had Naked and Afraid where you were in the jungle naked, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. 
Well, I mean, you'd have to be half crazy to to sign up for that. But anyway, I just think the appeal of nakedness has gotten more and more and more to the point where people really don't mind showing everything. And I was looking for a message in it. I was I was saying, um, is there like a message here? Like, OK, now we've got that out of the way. Now we can focus on your personality because you may have eliminated a lot of really nice ladies there, guy, just because you didn't like, you know, the way they shaved. I, it was it was excruciating. It was so it's terrifying that this is out there. Well, I think when someone just judges somebody on how they look, whether it's their face, their body, I know, you know, there has to be some sort of attraction, but I've told my own daughters this, everybody gets old. No one gets out of getting old. So what you may find really, really attractive in somebody go back. Have you ever looked when you go to a high school reunion, like the hottest guy ever. And now it's been 40 years for me over 40 years. And you're like, what happened? He's bald. He's Mm. overweight. He's out of shape. It's like, it's not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with how someone decides to age. But what I am saying is you can't get away from getting older. You can't get away from, you know, becoming just like everybody else. And so I think that when you pick someone based on their body parts, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't get the attraction. And, and would you want your son? I always say this, would you want your son or daughter on one of those shows? Not only that, but I would like to take a time machine into the future. If one of these relationships were to, in a very unlikely scenario, work out and see them telling their grandkids how <laughs> right. Granny and Pop Pop met. Yeah. So yeah, that then, would be then they lifted the curtain. Yeah. It, what's funny is nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing. I always thought I could be shocked, but even that doesn't surprise it shocked, me at all. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. It shocked me. I thought. It'll probably be popular, by the way, just because it's the shock value that people go for when they're watching something. Well, but if, I, if I'm being honest, I think that the two parts that they led with are the least of least attractive parts of a human body. I mean, I know. I mean, there's nothing beautiful to look at there. I, I, yeah. You, anyway. Uh, anyway. Okay. okay. So that, that, that was the first thing I just wanted to kind of mention, but like I said, we did hear from Laura over on um, Instagram is how Laura reached out. And on the subject of adult children, yes. we also suggested that if you wanted to leave us a voicemail, because we do have that really cool little feature where you just click a link and you can just hit record and you can do it over as many times as you want. So here's Dana. Hi, Eden and Christine. Thank you guys for everything you've done with this podcast. You've brought together this amazing community of women, and I'm sure I can speak for all of us about how much we appreciate you. This was so needed, and you're really filling this space with positivity and support. And it's just really great. And we really appreciate it. As far as having three grown children, I can say one of our biggest challenges is finding a week or a good clump of days to get together and actually take a vacation together. When you have married children, sometimes there's a little bit of a conflict with what holidays they spend with the in-laws and things like that. So that can be challenging too. As far as getting them off the payroll, as of last Monday, September 11th, we have officially taken everybody off the payroll. Our youngest, who's 23, just started a job in Nashville, Tennessee. So we have 23, 25, and 27. 
and we are off and running and it's really been uh, quite a journey. <laughs> so there you have it. Um, first of all, we're, we'll get to that other part of the challenge because that's something you experience. You have to share. Right. Um, the, the getting them off the payroll. That's what uh, really kind of started this topic. Mm-hmm. And we have discussed this, you and I have a little bit um, off the podcast and it really a couple of things are the most important. One, if you can afford to be helping them out, because in a lot of cases, it's not even an option keeping them on the payroll right. after a certain point. There are some families, some households where you get your student loans, you're off to school. That's it. That's all we can do for right. you. And that doesn't make you any less of a fantastic parent. Right. Hopefully, if that is the case, you've armed them with the skills needed to make it on their own. Right. Uh, you can be there for them in other ways. Right. Uh, I or, agree with that. Or maybe you are a parent who can help just a little bit, but probably shouldn't because they need that jump start. They need to be booted. Right. You know, so there are different varying levels. Um, where, where, where do you stand? Because your your daughters are different from each other in that, you know, they're different. They're five. Let you help if, if you well, want to. They they let they both let us help. It's just they're five years apart and that makes a big difference. So how you parented one and how you parent the other, it it can shift a little. One thing I could tell you, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's kids are different. So to lump everybody into one thing isn't really fair. So I feel that if it's an opportunity and you can afford to help them and it's an opportunity to better their career, to do something they're really, really passionate about and helping, you know, maybe with the car payment or the insurance or part of the rent and seeing it more like you and I discussed, like a graduate school instead of seeing it as, you know, just throwing money at something. You're out of school now. You're in the job force. Take care of it. Right. Versus... You're out of school, you're in the job force, but you have to live in this city that's very, very expensive. Right. So I think I'll help you just an extra year longer than I originally thought I might or that right. you expected. Yeah. I mean, also, it, it's a slippery slope because you, you don't want to baby them and do too much. But you also, it, we're in different times now. It's not like it was 30 years ago, 40 years ago, where you can afford something easy. Like I remember when I graduated college, I mean, it was so much easier. Things are so expensive now. And so I get where they're coming from wanting some help. I just think in your mind, you have to have a window where you close that in your mind. If you are going to help them, how long are you helping them? Are you giving them the right expectations on how long you're going to help them? Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by Hearts for Minds. Hearts for Minds is encouraging you to use your sidewalk to motivate others for Mental Health Awareness Month. Help break down the stigma of mental illness, spark conversation, and maybe just make somebody's day a little sweeter. It's easy. Grab some chalk and write inspirational messages and pictures on your sidewalk. Snap a photo and share it online by tagging Hearts for Minds on Instagram. And use the hashtag Chalk It Up for Life. That's Chalk It Up, the number four, and life. Let's chalk it up for mental health. Visit Hearts for Minds, that's Hearts, the number four, and Minds.org to learn more. 
The other thing, the other thing I wanted to bring up too, is if you have multiple kids or even kids in a blended family, that could cause an issue as well, because what you do for one, there will be that expectation that you do for another. And they may have very, very different goals. So our son moved out as fast as he could. And our daughter wants to build some wealth and stay home. And that's fine. We've, I joke about it that, you know, she doesn't seem like she has ever any kind of plan on leaving. But, but the fact of the matter is, it is a pleasure for us to be able to let her do that so that she can build some wealth while she's staying with us because it's not like she's blowing the money other places. And she has a job. And she has a full-time Which job. Which that's my point. Right. Is we're not talking about a child who doesn't have a job and works. We're, we're This is what we're talking about. You're helping someone who is working but they're not in their own place yet, or they're saving to move out. There's all different circumstances. So that's why I said every child situation is different. And you just have to know your kids and know how they're going to respond when you're giving them the money to do certain things they couldn't afford to do on their own. The question has to be, what is the end game here? Am I trying to give them a cushy life? Am I trying to make up for things I didn't have when I was their age? For example, for me, straight out of school, I had my student loans that were 100% my responsibility to pay back. I moved to the city we live in now, which is Jacksonville, Florida, where there were tolls at the time. And I had to literally budget to the penny tolls to work you know, car payment, this, I had, I was completely on my own. I think I'm better for it. That's why I think every situation is different because you might have one child who did get a job right out of college, moved out, has their own life. They don't need your help. And then you might have the other child who got a job, but it's not the, the dream job. It's not the job that's paying her a lot of money right now. You know, it just all depends. And I really do feel that it depends on the child, because if you're feeling like you're being used, that's a whole nother story. Like if Mm -hmm. you're not feeling appreciated for doing what you're doing, that's a whole nother way of looking at this because Nobody wants to feel like a doormat or underappreciated, especially when they're giving you financial or a help, credit union, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's why I said, and I'm, I'm just saying, I know this sounds maybe sexist, but it's different when you have girls versus boys. In my opinion, it's not that they shouldn't get jobs and do their own thing, but Thinking about it from a safety thing, I'd rather have my daughter living at home and working and saving up money and then getting a very safe apartment. You know me, everybody. I watch all these crime shows. (laughs) Um, And then, but a a son is supposed to be a man and eventually take care of his family. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's been getting blurred a lot. And I mean, I think babying a a male is a bit different than having a female child. And that's just honestly how I feel. That's how she feels. Yeah. And I don't disagree with the, they can, they can maybe live in a place that's maybe not quite as, I I wouldn't say unsafe. I don't think we want that for any of our kids, but like, for example, when, uh, you know, my son went to college, he lived in a, his, his first apartment out of the dorms was just nowhere I would ever let my daughter live. Exactly. But it was fine for him and exactly. his voice because he was going to trash it anyway. Exactly. So That's really, my point. Yeah. It's so just, yeah, it's different. There is that. So I, I, I came across an article that talked a lot about like adult kids where it comes to things like giving your opinion, 
and giving advice. And I know you and I have talked about this a lot with the grandbaby mm-hmm. and where do you say something and where do you not? And you basically had already decided from the get-go, unless you're asked, you're zipping the lock. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. That is it. So this article I came across was really great about things like that. And it said, really be a consultant, not a CEO. You're not the CEO of your child's life anymore. It's very difficult to remember because from the time they were babies, they needed you. Yep. And to think of them in a in a different kind of way, but that's that's just life. I think you'll see once you have a grandchild, you really do step back because they create their own family. And it's a little sad when you're, you know, a mom and you want to believe it's just, that's why COVID for me in the very beginning, it was something I really sat and said, this will never, ever happen again, where I have just the basic four of us ever together again. And sure enough, a year after COVID, she got married and had a baby. And I just think it's hard sometimes to not be the CEO. Yeah, it is. It's very difficult. <laughs> Especially even if it's cooking Thanksgiving dinner, you're like, um, I'm sorry, I didn't make the rice stuffing like that. What did you put in there? You know, like trying to zip it. It's really, really, really mm-hmm. hard. Um, and when you see your daughter create her own family, although it makes me a little sad that they don't live here and we can't all be together like that, it makes me so happy that she has her own family that she feels comfortable with and that she adores and loves. And that's really all I could ask for. Mm. But yes, I have learned to zip it. It's hard, but I've, I've learned and I'm still learning. It's not easy because when you have experience behind you, you want to share it. You can't help it. You're like, Ugh. yeah, it's but tough. every reaction you get is mom, they don't do that. Like, anymore. We, they don't have that anymore. They don't eat that anymore. They, they you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, so things change and you just have to, you know. So one of the things that was life-changing was a literal meme that I saw. It was, it, I mean, it hit me square between the eyes. It was, it was something about, and it took me from going from, you only call me when you need me to you still call me when you need me. It's it's being able to see that when your adult kid doesn't want to talk to you, but all of a sudden when there's an issue or a problem, they want to talk to you. And it's easy to, to say, well, I'm being taken for granted. But when you flip the script and start thinking, thinking of it in terms of they still know that even if we haven't spoken all week, if they have an issue, they have a problem, they'll call me. I'm, I'm learning to appreciate that, to actually feel joy when that phone rings and it's like, mom, I have a problem. You know, you don't want to hear mom, I have a problem. But then again, when you know that you're hearing it every time there's a problem, you know that there's not a lot of problems happening. And if you're not hearing from them, it means everything's okay. Right. And that's a, that's a good feeling too. I think though, that the, um, getting back to what we were saying about, you know, as far as the payroll goes, because we're kind of flipping all over the place on this. um, If your support is helping them grow, then that support is, is okay. But if it's not 
helping them grow, if it's discouraging growth, right, then, then I think then it's you problem. have a real problem. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm a little old school when it comes to how long are you helping them? And are you really helping them? Is right. this helping or hurting? Mm-hmm. And only you can decide with your own child. You can't compare. It drives me nuts when people compare, well, so-and-so's daughter is doing this or his son got his third degree in such and such. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like everyone's individual. And as long as they have a job, a good work ethic, a good work ethic, you know, they want to move on. They're not seeing this as some permanent thing. I'm going to live in my mother's house till I'm 50. You know, I think it's fine to help along a career. They could be really fantastic later. It's just, like I said, it's like that's their graduate school by having work experience and they may not be able to afford everything while they're doing that. So you do help them out because it's like grad school, even though it's not grad school, it's Mm -hmm. called experience. Right. We want to help you take this next step. Right. We know it's a step you won't be able to take unless you go into debt, which we don't want to see for you. Right. Uh, but if this is also, you know, a, a situation where this is a kid that has constantly shown you that it's, it's not, it's not going to be used responsibly right. or appreciated or anything like that. And, it, and, and I think that, you know, when we're, when it comes to adult kids, it can be a slippery slope. It is because some, some people may be dealing with adult kids that have mental problems or drug abuse. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying there's so many elements and by putting everybody in, you know, all the kids in one basket, it's just not, it's not feasible because everybody has a different situation going on in their home, going on with their own kids and the relationships you've had with your kids. Like what if you didn't really have a close relationship with them or, you know, every circumstance is just different. And some parents may be able to help because financially they're better off than others and others want to help. They just can't. And so, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't think the parent should go in debt at this stage of their life Mm -hmm. to help an adult child. Yeah. I I read an article about that very thing, reminding, reminding people too, like even when it comes to college, you know, there's student loans that are low interest, but you don't have retirement loans out there that are low interest. So if you had to make a choice, you choose making sure that you are in a good place when you can no longer work or when you need more for your medical or your long-term care. Right. So putting your children first is fine at some stage of your life, but you can't at this stage in your life, you have to really think about yourself first. Be willing to do that. Be willing to say to your kids, I would love to be even of more help, but you know, we're not wanting to work until we're 90. Right. Right. So, Exactly. So that's why I'm saying this is like, I think this is everybody has their own opinion on this topic when they look at their own children and how, Mm -hmm. how, how they want their child to succeed. What's the end game? What is the end game here? Is the end game that you're going to help and that's going to enable your child I say child, which is not even a right no. thing to say. You're young adult. You're young to, adult. To go on to do better things and be in a better position in two years. Will they come out of this year of your help better than they were before? Right. Or will they come out exactly the same because whatever they saved from you paying for their car insurance, they were able to go shopping with. You right. Know, you, you, right. You, you, can, you can gauge it. And guess what? 
we have, we have intuition. We know, we know. And hopefully it's not something that comes between you and a spouse because that, that can be a tough one too. That could be a very tough one because a lot of fathers feel totally different than the mothers do. And I get it. I have to say, I get their point of view as well. So it's something, it's something families need to sit down and discuss. Money should not be a taboo topic because it, think about it. Your kids think, oh, they're wealthy. They're this, they have this, they, they have no idea what you really have. Mm-hmm. Not, not even a clue. And how long it can last. And how long it can last. And so having a real conversation about money, especially if you're in your 60s and you're talking about adult children or your late 50s, it's a conversation you need to have. I mean, it Agreed. just really yeah. is. I, I I agree with you on that. I do. I think that it's important, too, that they understand, though, that every situation is different and it's yep. not going to all be the same for everybody all around. Now, having said that, over on our Ladies Only Facebook page, Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only, you can read everybody's comments if you want to go go see what other people are doing and talking about. We have also had uh, other topics posed on there that could potentially be what we talk about on this podcast. And also I read every single comment and there has been so many of you that have written and said how you've really tackled all these bedrooms and closets and how freeing it is. And I just want to say, I'm so, it's so proud. I mean, I really do think that was my game when I became an organizer was to really make people take back their spaces and really reimagine how they can use the space. And I read every one of you that says this weekend, I tackled my closet this weekend. I tackled the guest bedroom. So keep up the good work. I read them all. And actually today um, we posted a question and we said, what is something that you've been putting off that you want to get done this week? Yep. Post it here for your own accountability. Now, nobody is going to judge you if you don't get it done, but maybe by posting it, it will get you to get it done. So get over there and do that, please. If you are not a part of this community, we we approve you once we make sure that you really are who you say you are, which is a, a woman over 50. Yep. So we, we welcome you all. You can also find us on all of the socials under Uncluttered and Unfiltered and the things you can do to help us grow and help share. this community is share, tell a friend, invite a friend to join our group, tell people about the podcast, subscribe, reviews. If you've ever heard any podcast before and at the end they tell you what to do, do those things. Right. <laughs> we would appreciate it very much. And until then, you know, letting, letting your adult kids be the reason for your stress. And I am guilty of this mm-hmm. taking on all of their issues, taking on all of their problems. Our hope for you is that one day soon you'll be able to let it go. And don't look back. Hi, it's Eden. Christine and I absolutely love bringing you uncluttered and unfiltered the podcast for women over 50. For the first time, we're asking you for your help. A one-time or monthly donation from you will help us with production costs and help us grow this awesome community. Find a link to make a donation in our most recent show notes in our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook group pinned to the top or on our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Facebook page. And in advance, thank you.